Hi, welcome back to the HCPN, the Honeycomb Prayer Network. We're glad that you can join us today, and today's topic is another hermeneutical tool. And what it is? Well, we're glad that you asked. Today is the idea of delivering a message. So perhaps you've received an angelic revelation. The Lord spoke to you in the quiet of the evening. In the middle of the night, you had a terrible dream, whatever the case may be. You need to be able to convey that in a great way. So, prophetic delivery. Delivery and conveying messages. What is this all about when we talk about delivery? Well, according to Google, the trusty and old reliable Google, it's not super old, but it does have the kind of the thoughtical and modern day expressions. The first meaning that Google highlights when you go in a search engine and look up the word delivery, it means letters, packages, ordered goods. It's the idea of having something concealed that you're bringing to a place, a person, or a business, or to establishment, whatever it may be, as many uh, people in the industry today and even around the world know that if you have a package, sometimes it's hard to understand the contents if it is concealed. So during a birthday or during festivities or holidays, oftentimes people will give each other presents. And the idea of a present is a moment where people wonder what it's all about. So if you talk about this idea concerning delivery in the context of a prophetic utterance, what does that mean? A prophetic utterance is something that a person will often be impressed with. They will have a feeling in light of the message they receive. So there are two things that are going on. In linguistics, when we talk about the idea of a message, you talk about the receiver and the transit. The receiver is the way the message is received. The transit is the road that the message goes across. So if one or the other is not working or not operating properly, you're going to have a problem. For example, if the message that is delivered does not have enough gas if the trans the transit the way the message travels if the message was like a car if there was not enough gas it couldn't get to the other side and likewise if the transit is messed up if there's potholes in the road then as a car travels it will never get to the destination then there is the understanding that a person has. So there's a third element. So you have message, you have transit, and then you have interpretation. So that part is the idea of how things should respond, the response. So in message delivery, if I were to talk to you as being a podcaster that I am, and I conveyed something in a very vague way, and I wasn't clear because you were not able to see my expressions, you were not able to see me moving my hands way up in the air like I am right now, then 
it's going to cause an issue and a difficulty for you to understand the meaning or the context of what I was experiencing. And when we know the context behind something, often we can reveal or we can see and understand the thing that needs to take place. So here's something that we notice. This morning, I had a friend show me a clip of an individual that was giving a message of delivery. Now, the problem that was in the message was not actually the message. It was the interpretation of the message. So based on that person's experience, based on that person's opinion, they started saying this or that and grabbing conclusions and not being open or stating how this could be confusing or that can be confusing or giving an area where they had uncertainty. It's best if you're uncertain about an area to be honest with your audience. Whether you are a speaker, whether you are a preacher, whether you're a mystic, whether you're whatever occupation, if you are doing the art of oritation, conveying stories, conveying meanings, and trying to get somebody to understand, like yourself who is on this podcast, you're trying to grab understanding, if you're not able to get to the point where the audience can understand, then you're a little off. Now, when we talk about this in the context of a Christian worldview or a theological one, so what does theological mean? We'll break it down. Theo means God. Ology, so theology. Ology means study of. So the ology theo, the study of God. So a theological would be the study of God and how to apply it to your life. If we can't have an understanding of the basis of what is the nature and likeness of Christ really about, see, in Scripture it defines that those who have the, have the spirit of prophecy will have the testimony of Yeshua. They will have the testimony of Christ. So if it doesn't compel people to be transformed into the meekness, the lowliness, the self-control, the righteousness, the holiness, the purity, the sanctification, all of the fruit of the Spirit, then there's something that's usually off in the message. We cannot base things on a system of thought that is about the end of the world all of the time. In fact, it says that we should occupy the land. So the occupation, the dwelling in the land must occur. That means to take up business, profit, starting schools, doing things, dwelling, being a leader in our community, inhabiting, being a tent maker in the New Testament. This was the issue that the church saw is that many people felt like the rapture, quote, quote, which is not listed in scripture, by the way. The term rapture is never listed in a scripture. And if somebody says rapture, that is a very, it's a message that focuses on escapism. This is some issue in the church where we kind of think that we should escape the world. 
here's the problem with this thought. If we ascribe to that thought of fleeing away, then we're actually seeing the same issue in the New Testament. You see, prophetic delivery has a lot to do with what the Lord has done, with what he is doing, and with what he wants to do. And if the desire is never redemption, hope, purity, faith, the development of character, we don't like that part. We often do not like the idea of sanctification, holiness, purity, and devotion and consecration or repentance either. Because they're so conflictatory and they really aren't these way-over-the-top good-feeling words. But still, even if we have all those things, it's never out of place of leaving somebody in a despairing mindset or in an emotional state of presenting them with no way out. In fact, Scripture says that he will not tempt us beyond what we can bear. There will, there will be no temptation that he will allow. He doesn't cause temptation. He allows it. So there's not a temptation beyond what you can bear or a way out. So if a message does not provide a sense of hope or redemption, then people do not present that message in the character and nature of Christ. So prophetic delivery has a lot to do with what somebody has experienced and what they are going through based on a place of intimacy. The idea of grace goes into this mindset. So what is grace? Grace and peace be multiplied to you and in you through the knowledge of Yeshua. Well, what is that grace? Grace is the idea of nearness and proximity. So proximity is the, the idea of distance. Now, I'll explain what this means in just a minute when you're talking about delivering something. If I'm going to deliver a package, I need to make sure that that package is safe the entire time that I'm carrying a package. If I have a present, or if you have a sibling, or a loved one, or a friend, or a family, or a coworker, or anyone that you want to do anything good for, and you give them something that they're not expecting, you want to make sure from the time that you get it, whether it's a, a, a good, a service, whatever, to the time that they receive it, that that thing, that object, or that that whatever purchase that you made goes undamaged. The issue is that if you damage the product before it gets to the consumer, or if you damage that thing before it gets to that person, especially if it's food, if it's eggs and you damage a carton of eggs, you're going to have nothing but egg yolk everywhere when you give it to them. It's, there's nothing worse than buying eggs in the market and having them crushed and not being able to use them because you have egg yolks that are flying everywhere. Nobody likes that. And if you do, I guess, you know, you're an artist and kudos to you. But my point is that outside of that artist example, the idea of delivery is this idea that you have to safeguard the product. So are we, when we convey a message, leaving people with something that is holistic the idea of holistic means to be well-rounded. It's well-balanced. Did you know that the word holy 
means to be well balanced. And in English, that word is translated as H O L Y. But the way it is spelt in previous times in the English language through the 1500s and before was actually W H O L L Y. And I don't remember which professor that I was watching recently, but there was a professor. A lady, I want to say out of New York, who is breaking down the linguistic applications of the word holy. And according to them, they were saying that this word was more of the idea of like a whole grain, like the whole nutrients. So the idea of holiness is the idea of balance, of having balance. So sometimes the balance of a word can be off. And when the balance, when the When you're lacking a protein or essential nutrient in a food, then it's not as nutritious when you eat it. So let's bring this back. So you get a word, you have the desire to express it, and bam, you release it, and someone doesn't receive it. So what's the problem? Is the word wrong? Well, it could be. And that's where you need to know your scriptures. You see, in prophetic delivery, when we talk about the process of prophetic delivery, You first receive it, and then there's a time frame that you need to meditate, you need to contemplate, you need to study a word out. Most people, they'll get a word, they will not study it out, they will not think about it, they will not engage in what I call re the revelatory process. And we will talk about that revelatory process on another hermeneutical tool in the future. So if we are talking about this tool called prophetic delivery, we must always search out the scriptures and find how would the Lord respond? How would the Lord deliver? See, you have to know the audience that you're talking to. Some messages are going to be received in certain ways, and you have to know the scripture. If you misquote scripture or you take it out of context, then what it's actually talking about, you need to preface it with the fact that you are using scripture in a particular way and that you are ignoring the normal clause that is in scripture. Now, I'm saying all these things to challenge you and to get you thinking about terms that you may not have heard before. So clause is another term that is inside of debating and Again, this is talking about communications and speech. So when people have a conversation, I'm not talking about arguments to prove just to prove you're right. That's actually called the idea of debating in scripture. But when we have messages, when we have words, when we have dreams, etc., and we are trying to convey them to another person, the clause or the reasoning the statement, the point that we are trying to make must be very, very, very clear. I always say that if you cannot explain what you are doing to a five-year-old, someone who's only five years, you're probably stating something that's very unclear and unhelpful. So here's the second meaning of delivery that is on Google. It refers to the idea of giving birth. That's interesting. So, if we look at a birth, 
Now we're talking about delivery. How a word arrives is also important. So if you are not aware of what the scriptures say about holiness, if you don't know what the word holy means, you might want to read or research that word and not to just move on to the next thing. You see, in scripture, it says we go from line upon line, precept to precept, faith to faith, glory to glory. I believe I always mix up those orders, so I don't know if that's the order of that passage, but at least those themes, you have precept, line, faith, and glory. You're basically talking about A, B, C, D, 1, 2, 3, 4. So in this process, we go from one point to the next to the next. Now, if you realize something, especially if you are if you are a analytical nut like I am, and you just love reading and being analytical, which you don't have to be, but if that's who you are, then you're going to understand this, that when you read one book and you read a next book and the next book and the next book, your opinion changes because you get what is called a canon, a, a trilogy. If you've seen any series of movies or TV show episodes or you've experienced a series of plays, perhaps you've seen a performance in real life and you have one moment that an actor is doing this and then the next time that they debut this play, they are going and they're suddenly doing this and you learn more about the character or the plot line of the villain, whatever the case be. The, mo the moment that we start getting this process going is the more clarity that we have on the subject. We need to be able to admit when we do not know or we're not sure of an area and that we should be able to be apt to teach and quick to listen. That's the greatest encouragement I would say that if we are not able to have edification in what we say, if it's not mutual, if everyone that is in our audience, some messages should be shared with certain types of audiences and demographics of people and not with everybody. So you need to know what your your message is targeting. And we'll talk about that later when you have a word that is for a particular type of people or people group and things of that nature. All of those things play a role in prophetic delivery. So going into this final statement, in birthing process, when we see a child being born, there is first conception, there is first gestation, there is growth in the womb, and then there is birth. And before there's birth, there's birthing pains. And the birthing pains even go where there's uh, pain, there's a spike of pain for women out there, bless you for caring all of us people on the earth. We love you. We are so thankful for you. And Hashem has created you to be wonderful, really warriors in that department, literally in that department. So we thank you. We acknowledge that. So if you're a lady out there, I know that we, on our podcast, we do have a lot of men that listen to our podcast from what we can see here. But for the women that do, just know that that idea of giving birth 
is something that goes through time and changes. And then when the child arrives, what you're thinking is either better or worse. Hopefully it's better than what you were thinking. Then when you first received that child in the womb. So when you first receive a word, it changes over the course of time, your understanding and your relationship. And we must understand this in order to have clarity and to benefit others, not trying to benefit ourselves. Think of ourselves lowly and for the mutual benefit of, and edification of others in the bond of peace and meekness, striving to maintain the unity of the faith and like the Psalms say, how beautiful is it when the brethren dwell in unity? That is the hardest thing, is that you might be right on a message, but is it beneficial? And should you say it now? Those are questions you need to consider when having a prophetic utterance, delivery, or message. Well, thank you for watching this podcast here, for clicking and listening with your earlobes to this message on prophetic delivery. And you can catch us on Facebook. You can always give if you want to on PayPal at Honeycomb HOP. And check us out on Facebook. Eventually, we'll be launching a website. We're excited to be doing that in the near future. If you like more information, go ahead and email us at hophoneycomb at gmail.com. Eventually, we'll be, we'll be having a website developed and having an email through that. But for right now, that is the system that we're choosing to use. And we're grateful for all of our audience. Go ahead and share this podcast with someone that you think might be curious to know more about this. We always strive to be a teaching resource for individuals that are learning. Perhaps you don't walk with the Lord and you find this interesting about what we're saying and it's benefiting you. We'd love to hear from you. So you can always reach out to us as well. Well, until next time, my name is Shannon Moshe, and we will see you on the HCPN, the Honeycomb Prayer Network.